0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Everyday Strong with Dr. Michael G. Daniels. This is your host, C.B. Baker. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Thank you, Dr. Daniels, for joining us once again and giving us some insight into the topic of why aren't men coming to church? Mm -hmm. And that's what um, we want to talk about and have a discussion today. So right off the bat, Pastor, why aren't many men coming to church?
1: Well, you know, I, I um, think it's, uh, it's a couple of dynamics involved. You know, uh, if, if you look at the um, minority churches in general, especially if you look at African-American churches, I, I think the question um, would be is who drives how we feel about religion in the first place? You know, who drives whether or not a person should be in church or should not be in church? And who drives how you look at where you should get your support system from, mm-hmm. and, and, and 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 I know that a lot of people, a lot of women may not appreciate this, but if, if we conclude that um, the majority of households in the minority communities are headed by um, females, then the question that we have to look at is, well, why is it that? they are not driving their sons to church. Why aren't they pushing their sons to come to church at an early age? Why aren't they managing their households in a manner where the the young boys in the household are compelled to feel like church is a part of their lives. And I think that, you know, what you find oftentimes is that's not the case. And I, while there are a lot of mothers that do feel that way, but I'm saying oftentimes that's not the case. Um, and, and so, there, I think, is where the problem stems from. Uh, you know, it's not like you just become an adult and make a decision. You know, mm-hmm. something catastrophic has to happen in your life for you to decide. You know, when you're an adult, I'm gonna start coming to church. Right. So, most people in church were brought up in church. Mm-hmm. They they may have gone away from the church, right? But then then they came back. But most church folk were brought up in church.
0: Yeah, I, I've been a, I've been part of a panel discussion on this before years past. And one of the ladies on the, I forget her name, but she may mention that men have a hard time following other men and other female pastors, which is Mm -hmm. a whole nother discussion. Right. But for just following other, following someone else, period. Mm -hmm. And I I thought about that. I said, well, I said, well, the facts are the facts. I look at the congregation, you know, it's mostly female. So I can't discredit what she was saying. I I can't. That's the
1: dumbest statement (laughs) I ever heard. What was your coach, male or female? Male. Did you follow him? Yes. What was the quarterback, male or female? Male. Did did they follow the person? Yes. Who's the defensive leader on the team, male or female? (laughs) Male. Did they follow him? Yes. Who's the gang leader, male or female? Most likely male. Well, do the blood follow him? Yeah. See, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Right. You know, when you go out to, let's say, a pool hall, who's leading the people to come? Right. A male. Right. Any, I, women, I love you. But stop trying to act like you understand how men think, because that's not true. Men have no problem following men. If that was the case, the military would be decimated. Right. right. There would be no military. In the military, men follow men. They've always followed men. They will follow a man to the to their death. Right. And the same thing they do with gangs. That's how it's always been. What, what, when people say things like that to me, what she's doing really is she's trying to rewrite her own way of bringing up her own children, I would guess. Because the bottom line is this. if If, if men had a problem following women or men, why then when a man has a single mother for a parent? Why is the first thing he say when he, you know, gets an accolade is, thanks, mom. Right. See, it's, it's, it's not that people have a problem following. It's how you teach them. Mm-hmm. It's what do you teach them? You, you know, when you, for example, when you go to church, look at the number of women you see. How many children do you see? Mm-hmm. Think about it now. Right. If you got a church where, let's say, on average, let's say you have a church where you have 500 women in the church, right? how many children do you think you ought to see in the church? You should probably see at least 250 yeah. children. I would say she, she a 1,000. You know why? Because the average family has two, two children. children. Right. I was being right. very conservative. Right. 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 You, right. <laughs> You've been extremely conservative. Right. right. Because if you have 500 women of childbearing age, you would expect to see as a minimum
0: at least the number of children you see as females. Right. And I I know from Enoch, it ain't 200 children in the church. Right. That's not what you see. So what does that
1: suggest? That means that whoever the head of the household is, is saying to their children,
0: it's an option. So now this is deviating (laughs) a little bit, but it's, it's a good question. Is... Why have we said that going to church is an option? That's, that's, that's a, that's, that's the $100,000 question
1: right there. Right. See, because in, in, in my household, you know, my, when I lived with my father, for example, my father option was simple. And that is go to church or go to work. That was Sunday. Mm -hmm. You could not stay home from church unless you were going to work. Mm -hmm. That was it. That was his rule. That was his routine. My mother was a nurse. So my mother worked on most Sundays. You know, rarely was my mother off on a weekend. So when she, by her working on Sundays, well, you know, we didn't have to go to church. Now, when she went to church, we did go to church. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying that's not the way it traditionally was because of her work schedule. So my being brought up in church, you know, was because of that kind of routine. But even when I moved back into my mother's home as a teenager, because I lived with my father for a while, um, it wasn't so much a requirement not go back to church, but it was an encouragement for me to go back to church. You know, she was encouraged, you know, your life is in ruins, go to church, seek God, see what happens, Right. you know, that kind of thing. Um, you know, I think a part of it is is that it's just the way, generationally, that we've got to a place where parents are saying, "I don't want to treat my children the way I was treated." Mm-hmm. Like you know, if, if the if the child if if the parent let's say um, was was had, grew up in a strict household, right? I don't want to treat my children like that, so right. therefore, they're not strict with their children. You know, it's the same dynamic. I think. Uh, You know, I I remember, for example, um, and I think we talked about this once before, that um, one of the uh, members of the church um, was talking to Chad. Chad was about eight nine years old, and he said, "Yeah, your dad is strict, isn't it?" You know. And Chad looked at him and said, "No, not really." And he said, "You don't think so?" I don't know how you could put up with him, right? And he said, "Well, that's all I know, <laughs> right, right." You know, I wasn't strict. It wasn't that I was so strict, but I did have rules. See, but in this, and this gentleman had children now. He he was a military guy, and he right. had, had had three daughters. But see, in his mind, his thing was because maybe he had been under you know a certain set of rules that he was going to relax the rules for his for his children, and it was obvious, and it's obvious in church. You can tell it in church sometimes when you see some of the little kids that have the option of running around the church. Right. Have the option of doing things. We had no option when I grew up. Right. There was no option that you could run around. Right. No, you stood up, you got knocked back down. Right. And then if you cried, they would say, I'm going to give you something to cry cry about. about. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's absolutely right. See, there's a whole different dynamic. So what, what I see is this, you know, I don't see parents telling... Treating church the way they treat school, mm-hmm. that's what I don't see.
0: Right. You know,
1: you require your children to go to school, but you don't require them to go to church. You you know, they will, a parent will break their neck to put their son in popular football.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Spend a whole lot of money too. Spend money, spend time, everything. Yeah. They won't break their neck to make sure their son is active in church.
0: Is, is that, but now is that because they got to take That's another event, quote unquote, that they got to take the child to because they don't feel like going.
1: Well, every football game is an event. Right. Right. Church is an event. Right. <laughs> now, I'm it you. takes less effort to to take your child to a church event, because if you're active in church, you don't have practice every week. That's true. Right. And then you don't have game day every week. <laughs> But if you're active in part one of football, you got practice almost every day. Right. And you have to go to the games. So it's more energy and it's more money. It's where do we face our priorities? Then, then the child grows up. The child doesn't stay a child. Mm-hmm. So that young boy grows up. He becomes a teenager. Well, if he didn't have to go to church when he was, you know, six and seven, certainly he didn't have to go to church when he's 15 and 16.
0: All right. Now, that was advocate. Now, I'm, I'm going to switch roles here. Now, Pastor, you know, I work Monday through Friday. You know, and then I'm taking my child to these these after school events, mm-hmm. and then I got the you know cheerleading or football or basketball mm-hmm. on Saturday. And now you know, okay, now you ask me to come to church. It's like when do I have time for myself? Fast?
1: So, so let me let me help you understand what you just said. Let me be the devil, because <laughs> <laughs> you said let me be the devil's advocate. Right, that's true. So that's like saying, let me stand up for the devil, right? Let me promote the fact that there's something more important Mm. than worshiping the God that created me. There's something more important than worshiping the God that has given me the the necessary tools, the necessary funds that I need to pay my bills, to eat, right? To put clothes on my children's back. But you're right. That's how parents think. You know why? Because they have allowed the devil... To get into their head, to believe that letting that child twirl around and learn ballet is more important than that child learning the morals that you learn at, in church. Now, here's what happens, and this is what I'm sick and tired of. You will let the child do what the child wants to do. Then when the child gets in trouble, pastor, will you go out there and write a letter or will you come and
0: testify for <laughs> right. the
1: moral character of right. my son? What moral character? He was a hell raiser. You didn't make him come to church. But now when he's in trouble, you want me to say, oh, he was such a wonderful child. He did this. He did that. No. Right. You know, if you want your child to grow up with morals, grow up with values, to have a system in his heart that says do right, even when wrong is beckoning you and calling your name, then a parent must make a decision and say, where are my priorities? Is my priority giving that child? Let's, let's, let's take the, the sports for an example. You know, this, you're a sportsman. You know, right. you had scholarships, you, you know, all this kind of things. What is the likelihood of a child making it to the professional ranks? Hmm.
0: Less than 1%. How
1: about that? <laughs> Less than 1%. I, uh, now, what is the percentage of your child getting to heaven? What are the, what, what, what are the, what are the, uh, what we call the, the possibilities of your child getting to heaven? 100%. Every child has that option. Right. But every child doesn't have the option to go pro. Right. So let's just say I'm a gambling man. What odds should I take? Oh, well, you should take the odds of Jesus. Because <laughs> that's 100%. 100% right? right. Right. If, if, if I get saved, boom, I'm 100%. But see, that's how our minds work. Let's even back up a little bit. What are the odds my child will get a scholarship, a full ride like you got? What are my odds that my child will get a scholarship to go to college? Now,
0: because of I've, <laughs> I've been involved in this conversation before, it's 13%. <laughs> so, okay.
1: Now, okay. So that's what? 13% is roughly one out of every what? 100? Oh, excuse me. 10 out of every 100 will get a scholarship. Roughly. Only on a full ride. Right. Now, I can tell
0: you, when I was in no, school. No, no, that's not a full ride. That's just a scholarship. but yeah. that ain't what I said. Right. What did I say? The full ride. Full ride. i was going to say, when I was in school,
1: I can tell you, 10% of the athletes didn't get full rides. Right. When my son graduated from, from high school, and you know, you're sitting in the stands and they're calling out who's getting full scholarships, it wasn't 10%. Yeah, no, it's not. It wasn't 10%. It may have been 2% that they say we're getting full scholarships. I can tell you at Enoch, when I look at the high school athletes that we have, it's about 1% of those athletes, parents come up to me and say, my child got a full scholarship for athletics. There are more that get a full ride for academics Mm -hmm. than for athletics. So if there are more that get a full ride for academics than athletics, where should my priority be? Yeah. It yep. should be on getting A's getting A's. Right. Which is easier for my child to be a star running back or for my child to be a 4-0 student? A 4-0 student. Uh, ain't that ain't it something? Yeah. I because uh, that's something I can control. Yeah. See, I can control your study. Right. I can control, you know, all those kind of things. But talent is God given. Yeah. I can't I I cannot force you to run 100 meters in 10 flats. <laughs> right, no. I don't okay, care how much I train you, I can't get you there right. unless mm-hmm. God gave you the talent. But the other stuff I have control over, see, our minds are warped. I'm just telling you, our minds are warped. So when you take that and you look at where we put our priorities, if I've told my son that that's not a priority, I've taught
0: him that. Mm-hmm. That's
1: not a priority.
0: So now, is... Part of that reason of the 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 priority of going to church because the man is not involved in the family structure as much as it should be. No, that doesn't do it. Who's
1: involved? Mm-hmm. It doesn't do it. Who's in charge? Okay, is the son in charge or is the mom in charge? Because the okay, look at how many single households where the sons going to be athletes. Right. There's no man prompting them to go play football. No. There's no man prompting them to go play basketball. But the mom is prompting the them. The mom go. is right. prompting them to do it. She's putting them in all this stuff, hmm. right? So why isn't she doing the same thing about church? Why is she Why does she making him feel like that's important, that it's important for you to sing on the choir? Let me tell you something. You have just as, just as much chance of getting a contract singing
0: as you do, as you do, as you do <laughs>
1: right. in the contract with the
0: NFL, that's, that's you right about that. And to be honest with you, you, got a better chance to get a contract singing than you do get a contract like with NFL. NFL,
1: right? So, and 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 in in our culture, don't most of our professional singers come out of church? Yes. So the likelihood of you getting a contract is better if you go to church than if you don't go to church. Yes, but see, we don't force that. That's that's why I'm saying it's is it really boils down to who's in charge in the home if 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 in the home it is a priority for you to go to church then you know what you go to church i mean mm-hmm. it's just what you do you go to church right. And 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 again i'm not saying you won't walk away from the church but when things become difficult you will go back because you will go back to that which you know gave you what you needed at that time so all i'm saying is that you know, those young boys who mothers don't prioritize that for them, they grow up to be men. Mm. And when they grow up to be men, now the wife wants to say, why don't you come to church? Why don't you come to church? Well, it's too late to train a man. Right. He's already grown. So he's already, unless again, unless something happens in his life that, that causes him to see the light, he's not going to come. He sees no reason to come. What what reason would he have to come now if there's been nothing that told him the church was important?
0: Right. You know. What, what, well, I can think of I think of one big one for a single man to go to church because it's, well, it's, it's,
1: because it's, that's what all the women had. I know. But <laughs> I, my point is this: the same women that go to church go to clubs. <laughs> <laughs> a very good point. So, so uh, great, you're right. right. There are a lot of women in church, right. but it's not like they go home and stay home. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, right. the, the same women that go to church, go to clubs, the same right. women that go to church, go to football games, go to basketball games. They, they work out. So, I, I agree with you, though, you, that, that, that should be a calling card right. to say, you know, come to church. Uh, but, you know. I'm just saying, you can find a woman. That pretty much, look. Let's face it; that it's like a three to one ratio. Right? Yeah, yeah. So you can find a good woman anywhere, right? And 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 then that's the other thing we have to look at too is that the ratio of men to women. I mean, you know, we, you know, we realize that what it's a three to one ratio anyway of men to women. You know, because mm-hmm. of incarcerations. You know, because of you know death. This because of birth rates. Right. So if there's a three to one ratio. If, if all things are equal, there would be... There what? would still be more women it, than men in the church. Right. It would still be, what, for every 100 people, you would have approximately 66, 67 women and 32, 33 men somewhere in the neighborhood. Right. So e- even if that, you know, that's what would be then. You, you take that ratio and then right. you add to that right. that people aren't forcing their sons to really be brought up in the church. Mm-hmm. You know, now, so the question... Let's flip the script then. What is it that brings women to church? Mm. Because see, both men and women aren't necessarily always brought up that that's a priority, right? So then, what brings women to church? That's the key act. That's the key
0: question. I I think if you was asking me, I'm gonna Mm -hmm. give you the answer. Leadership. The seeking of of leadership, like like I believe, if you're seeking, if if you're seeking leadership. Why are they
1: seeking leadership? Because every every black woman I know thinks she's in charge. Officially, I'm don't.
0: But you Bobby, you're actually right. You know, I've not I've ran across one yet that think he was in charge. Right. You know, you know, and but it's a good point. But at the at the same token, though, if you if a female was here, a black female was here, they would say. Well, we want to be led. That's, what that's you know. That's what, they, that's what they say. But well, we both know better. That's what they say. They want to be led. They want someone to take charge. And I know from when the time that I'm in church, mm-hmm. when you hit the when you hit the pulpit, you're completely in charge. You're controlling everything. Boom. You you don't look like you're like okay. What's next? Like even if you forget a part, and you know, um, mm-hmm. when somebody come came and know say, oh you forgot to invite the visitors. He's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, thank you so much. But then even in that, you're still in charge. You look, you feel, everything is in charge. Uh-huh. Leadership. I, I
1: I agree. Let me throw this at you just as a you know, um, uh, put a wrench in it. Okay. I, I don't want to be the advocate for the devil. Okay. <laughs> put a wrench, a, a wrench in it. Okay. <laughs> um. Who do you think men or women face difficulties in their life first without support? I would say women. Bingo. See, that's why women come to church. Because men have a support system that women don't necessarily have when things happen in their life. For example, Look at the look at the pregnancy rate of unwed mothers, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if a woman gets pregnant, does the man need support? No, no. But the woman does. Mm-hmm. So boom, that's one reason why she she come, right? If she, if, she, if if there's a divorce, right? Who normally gets the kids? The,
0: mother. the woman, right? Right.
1: Man ain't paying child support. <laughs> right. He then disappeared, right? Right. Who needs support the most? The woman. Right. See that's. That is really, I think, the question that we have to look at is where do men go for support? Where do women go for support? So when a woman get, gets in, in trouble, it's, it's usually she still has the children to deal with. Mm-hmm. So she can't say, well, I'm turning to the bottle. Now, some do now. Those right. Some do. But most of them who are responsible say, well, I can't turn to the bottle right? because I got these children to deal with. I got to turn back to God. Well, the guy can say, I'm, I'm going to the club. Right, I, I'm gonna hang out. I'm gonna get my drink on. I'm gonna turn up. I'm gonna turn out, and I'm gonna do X, Y. But see, she can't necessarily do that. So there's a difference in how you reach out for support. I think that's the key thing. It's why you find that when you look at just the ratios, and then you look at well, what what draws you back. I think that's a key point too, because you know, let's face it. The other thing is this: even women have taught their sons to be macho. Mm-hmm. But they haven't taught their daughters to be macho. Right. So if a man gets in trouble, he's not going to think I need to go somewhere and get support. Right. Because his first daughter, I need to tough it out. Tough it out. And then what ends up happening, you, you tough it out and you start acting out. Absolutely. And that's when I come out to visit you in jail, right? That's right. when your mama like, can you go? I'm like, uh, uh, oh, no. Oh, right. uh, you... You helped them go to jail. Right. Now you want me to try to reverse what you helped them get into. Don't get no misunderstanding. I will go and I will do all I can do, mm-hmm. but I still want people to be, un, to understand the dynamics of it, you know. So I'm just saying from that regard, the woman, generally speaking, doesn't feel like I have to tough it out. Mm-hmm. Her thing is, what? I don't have to tough it out. Right. I can call on, I can, I can ask for help. And so they will come. And
0: they will ask for help more readily. And, and, and women also don't have that cloud that they that that, that um, pretending they don't have to pretend like everything is okay. Where a man can lose his family or go through a divorce and they go and they go start acting out, going to clubs and doing stuff, move in from the suburbs, move into the city, and it's all to make it look like Everything, I'm straight dog, you know, right. I, you know, I'm all right. I'm, I'm out here doing me. I might, you know, blah, you know how we always talk Ooh, right. and, But deep down you're hurting, but you can't let someone else know right. that you, that you feel that way. So, but what you're saying is what the man should be doing mm-hmm. is doing the same thing the, the woman is doing is well. Absolutely. It's going right back to the church. And to be honest with you, going with the woman, so therefore they never even split up to begin with. Right. And and
1: some do. Let's right. let's say some do. I, you know, I, and I can tell you there was a time in my past where I, I counseled more men than I did women mm-hmm. about relationships. You know, because All the right. men were trying hard, you know, to say, hey, my marriage is this or, you know, whatever and I wanted to work, you know, this, this kind of thing. But, but you're right. I'm just saying that's the thing is that we have that sense of I have to be strong, you know, but who teaches us that? I mean, again, I'm not trying to make women feel bad. I'm just trying to make people see the point. If the majority of households are headed by women, who taught the man he has to be strong? Right. It, bottom line is you learn from your parents. Right. So if if that's what you've been taught, then that's what you do. You know, suck it up. You're know crying like a little girl for right, you know that, that you gotta suck it up. So you you're taught to suck it up, right? Now when the child is two and three, the mama might pet him up. Right, he get older, mama start petting you up. Right, you know you come in the house, you better go back out there and fight. Right, let me come in here like no little girl. Go back out there and fight. If you don't fight, I'm gonna fight you. You know right. that's the kind of advice you get. You know that that kind of thing. So I'm saying with that when you.
0: It, yeah, it, I, I literally, I'm a my mama told me to go back out there and fight. Right. You know, the next thing I know, was <laughs> fighting the whole neighborhood. <laughs> so,
1: so, 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 now how can you now come and admit that? Well, I'm, 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 I'm not. You know, I, 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 I cannot deal with something. You know, when that's what you've been taught. Right. And, and most people, again, most people don't come back to church because they have a desire to worship. Most people come back to church. Because they feel like I need help mm-hmm. in some area, emotional support. Uh, I feel empty inside, uh, you know, or financially I'm breaking down, or you know, whatever. It, it's that that kind of thing. People don't come back to worship until they have gotten all those other needs met. Mm-hmm. Then they come strictly for the pure worship part, right?
0: You know. And what you have been preaching since the beginning, yeah. I know, him, is you should be coming to worship, period, and then all the rest of the stuff will take care of yourself.
1: Absolutely. If you if you come with that attitude first, the other stuff, it happens. It, God deals with that. And so I really think that, that that's the dynamic. Do I have the answer to that? No, because I can tell you, even talking with my sisters, talking with my own mother, talking with other women, Many of them um, don't see that they're raising, even talking about my own wife, they don't see their imprint on men. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they just don't seem to see that, that that, that imprint affects somebody else. Mm-hmm. So when you imprint a man, when you imprint your son, let's say, then that imprint inf- 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 impacts his next, his wife. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, so from so on, because that stays with them. So, you know, for, I look at my, you know, my stepmother, uh, for example, love her dearly, love her dearly. My stepmother told my stepsisters, your job is to wash dishes. Your job is to cook. And, and then breakfast, she would tell my, one of my stepsisters, you know, fix your, fix your brother's plates. So she had to fix my plate and you know and my stepbrother's plate. Mm-hmm. Now that's what she's told us to right. do. What did, what, what did that put in our head, though? Mm-hmm. What that put in our head is that women are subservient. Mm-hmm. Women are subservient. That's what that put in our head. So what kind of woman does that mean? I'm going to look for. Mm-hmm. Also, now, unfortunately, for my wife, my mother was total opposite. Right. <laughs> total <months. laughs> opposite. My mother was like, "Oh, hold on. Here the deal. Right. When I come home, you better clean up your stuff. You know, you know, right. her thing was, listen, you better know how to take care of your house." So it's a different dynamic, but I'm saying, so as a with if you spoil your son, if you spoil your son, your son expects his wife to spoil him. Mm. And if his wife if she doesn't, he's always comparing her to, to the mother. Right. That's that's what's going on. And so he doesn't grow up to be a man. Mm-hmm. If you want your son to be a man, you have to grow him up to be a man. So he will treat women and, and, and vice versa. You know, women women teach their daughters how to be women. Oh, mm-hmm. they do that all day long. They teach that.
0: So what's your comment on this statement? A woman can't teach a man how to be a man. She
1: can't teach a man how to be a man, but she can stop spoiling them and teaching them how to be a
0: boy. Yeah. You know? I often believe that sometimes you end up if you don't you want you don't want a certain thing to happen so bad that you end up causing it to happen. Like if you don't, like I, you know, his the daddy was weak. His, you know, my mm-hmm. baby daddy was a weak person, didn't handle no job, blah 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 blah. I'll make sure his son grow up. My son grows up to be different and don't have those at, attributes. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he's. Mirrors the same thing that happens. I don't know what I did wrong, but if you was calling him, not forcing him to, to own up to certain things, mm-hmm. take care of responsibilities, and you say, you know what? No, it's okay. Or don't, you know, don't talk to my son that way. Right. And, I, and I've seen that um, with coaches. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's almost impossible now to coach a child because you can't say anything to them. Right. Like when I was coming up, my high school coach was cussing me out. Mm-hmm. And I want people to understand this, cussing me out in high school. That's right. If you was to have it happen now, oh, no. he would be fired. Like, it would be on the news. It would be, it's like, my coach was cussing me out. And I tell my wife, Oh, we oh, kick you too. Right. <laughs> I tell my wife, I was like, I got cussed out so much mm-hmm. that you stop hearing the cuss words and you start hearing the message. Mm-hmm. You, the cuss words ain't nothing but an extra oomph on it. That's all it is. Right. So i so I be like, okay, yeah, you want, okay, I got it. You want me to do this on this play? and So I listened to the coaches, did what I was supposed to do. And then when the cussing out didn't work, then you had to go run or do something else, which at that point you wish you'd get cussed out because I don't want to be running spreads. Right. It's like everybody now is is gotten so PC, you know, politically correct, or just soft in a delivery of raising are children that I don't think they're really prepared for the reality of, of life. Oh, no,
1: you're right. They, they, they they definitely are not. And, and, you know, everything you say is is, just spot on. You know, I I can tell you, you know, and let me say this just in case, you know, the, you know, my, my wife listens to the podcast, right? (laughs) I love my wife. I love my son. I love my daughter. Them three people that I would lay down my life for. Now, um, the very thing, you know, I'm just echoing what you say and giving you an example. The very thing that my wife did not like about her upbringing, she did with my children. She did not like that her mother made her do more of the housework than her brothers. Mm -hmm. However, that's exactly what she did. Mm -hmm. She made my daughter do more of the housework and then my son did literally nothing. Right. You know, because he, in her mind, he didn't have to do that kind of stuff. But my daughter did. Okay. Now, so so, that, like you say, the very same thing that you don't like. Right. You end up repeating that very self-same thing. And so you create the same thing that you did not like yourself. Mm-hmm. I remember when my when Chad was playing part one of football. And um, a little drizzle came down. You know, and the coach was, you know, yelling at him a little bit. David walks out there on the field, <laughs> grabs Chad, takes him off the field, and the coach said, ma'am, you can't do this. And she said, yes, I can. This is my son. Put him in the car and took off. Wow. <laughs> okay. I'm just, yeah. Right. So she didn't like the like way the coach was treating you know right. him as a but it's not like he was treating him any different than any other player. Right. But you know, and, 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 and again, she's a loving mother, you know, there's no doubt about it. She's a lo- she's a loving mother, always has been, always will be. But I'm echoing your point, you right. know, is that if if that's the coddling that we give
0: to to men,
1: why do we expect when they grow up them to be different? Right. That's
0: right. Yeah. Hmm. So um in conclusion, uh Pastor. What is the one thing that we could do to help drive more men, all the men on the sidelines, Mm -hmm. on the fringes, to start coming to church more? I would say uh, the best tool for getting men
1: to come to church is women that lift men up rather than put men down. Mm. Uh, Because if you can get a man to take you to the movies and take you to the mall, you can get a man to take you to
0: well <laughs> you heard it here people thank y'all so much for listening and watching this is your old C.B. Baker till next time